back with another episode of Before the Three Count. I am your man with the plan, the one, the only, G.A. West. And I be coming at you with the host with the most, the one, the only, unnamed host, a.k.a. Ladies Love, the cool I dig it, I dig it. Lick them lips. Uh, Nah, I'm all set. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, all good, too. That's all good, too. Oh, man. Uh, So, welcome back. We are here to uh, discuss another week in the wacky world of professional wrestling. Pretty subtle. Nothing too crazy. Uh, Out the realm. Yeah, all things considered, um, you know, recently we've had some crazier weeks, but yeah, this week's been, uh, as you said, pretty subtle, nothing too crazy, trying to think, uh, what's the, what's the big news from this past week? Oh, well, the biggest news, I guess, is on WWE, uh, on their end, there's been some major title changes. Really? Yes. How's up? Um, and... Do you care if I if I spoil some things for you? I mean, I'm cool. All right. Uh, so the first major title change was last week on WWE Monday Night Raw. Um, we got new women's tag team champions as the team of Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green defeated uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan for the women's tag team championships. Okay. Um, so that was the first major title change, but not the last, because uh, a arguably even bigger title change took place the next day, one that nobody saw coming. Um, but uh, Judgment Day is on a roll um, because they have ends money in the bank holder. They have the women's champion. They have the number one contender, Raw World Championship, and they now have the new XT North American Champion, X Condom. Got it done. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yes. So he uh, defeated Carmelo. No, 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 no. Uh, Carmelo is still NXT Heavyweight Champion. Oh, yes. You said North American. Yes, yes. So he defeated Lee. Okay. Formerly of the Little Rascals. Who are the Little Rascals? Uh, it was Wesley, Trey, I was about to say Trey Songs, um, Trey, uh, Trey Miguel, um, and oh, Steve Wentz, the, the guy that got fired for um, having the Hitler mustache. Well, I remember him and West were in the tag team, but I know there was yes. another guy in there too. Uh, not in NXT. Um, oh, okay. And uh, the the three of them were together at Impact, and now um, Trey Miguel and the guy that and I hate to be like, oh, the guy that got fired for having Hitler mustache, but I can't remember his name. Um, uh, like he, him and Trey Miguel are now at at Impact together. Trey Miguel stayed at Impact the whole time. Okay. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, and so after uh, Homeboy got fired from NXT, uh, after spending about a year just kind of in purgatory, he is now an impact. 
Okay. Okay. Um, which is also, I don't think we talked about this last week. Uh, Impact, uh, their new uh, knockout champion is none other than Trinity. Yes. Uh, Naomi uh, Fatu. Yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because uh, as I mentioned to you off air about that channel, I'm currently looking at Against All Odds 2023. And, and it's, uh, you just wrapped up a match with it. Okay. Okay. So, it, so they play current stuff too. What's that? They, so they, they play kind of current stuff too. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Join right a package with Sammy Callahan and uh, uh, some other stable. So yes. Okay, I didn't even know Sammy Callahan was still around. Yeah, I didn't even know uh, dude from um, uh, AEW. He was in the Dark Order. Is in there and in, oh, in yeah. Um, Alan Angels. Alan Angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Rich Swan's there too. Oh, that's right. That's right. Forgot about Rich Swan. Yeah, um, seems like a, and the guys from that tag team that was in WWE, uh, they had sort of like a, a goth gimmick. Uh, uh, name goth gimmick. Yeah, like early, not early, but like, uh, the two tag. It was one huge dude, and it was like a little short guy. Um, uh, oh, um, the Ascension. Yes. Okay, okay. The bigger of the two is uh, an impact. Oh, good for him. Uh, funny little side note, I wrestled him before. Get out of here. Yeah, yep. Back when he was Ryan O'Reilly. Um, very different gimmick at that time. Very different look at that time. What was the gimmick? Uh, uh, he was like a good-looking Irish guy was kind of the gimmick. Um, okay. Uh, he had a. He was all jacked uh, and cut. He's not, not cut anymore now. He's just big. But okay. uh, at the time, yeah, he was all cut and everything. And uh, yeah, he used to do like a, like a, I don't know um, what you call it. It's not swing dance. Um, that, that Irish. What's that? No, I, I uh, just laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's that Irish dance. And I, I can't think like that Lord of the Dance. Like, oh, the river, river Dance? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Okay. He used to do that like with like his moves and stuff. Like, it's a really uh, funny yeah. thing. Oh, wow. Right? Hysterical. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yep, I wrestled him way back in the day down down in Florida. How was the match? Uh, match was really good. Uh, that was when I was putting together. Well, it's, it's funny. I'm like, probably if I were to watch it back now, I'd be like, eh, it was mid. Okay. Uh, but at the time, I remember feeling like it was really good. And I remember at the time feeling like, yeah, I was putting together a string of, of really good matches for, and for the time period, they were. Okay. But, uh, you know, everything changes and evolves. And so I'm like, yeah, those matches probably not be looked at the same today. Did you get the W? I probably did not. Because um, he, at that time, was the big name. He was already being scouted by WWE. Really? So was this for F- were you and FCW in this match happened? Or what was the promotion no. in Florida? Um, what was the promotion? That's a great question. I, I don't remember. Um, I-, I wrestled for a bunch of promotions down in Florida during a brief little span. Uh, also, where I wrestled MVP. Oh, wow. Before he got signed. Good match? Uh, no, match is horrible. Uh, he Why wanted to be like a jobber. Uh, oh, okay. 
What was he supposed to go over, or was that like? Oh, yeah, 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 he was going over, and, and again, same thing. I mean, he's getting looked at, and like you know, he had the body, the look, and everything at that time. Okay. Um, so and I supposed to get squashed in the match. What's that? Were you supposed to get squashed? No. Oh, okay, okay. And that's, but I think that's one of those ones he went into business for himself a little bit. Um, and, and it was also just kind of differing philosophies. Uh, it's funny at that time. I was used to most of the people I wrestled in Florida were really old school. Yep. Um, and so it was very light, you know, and then he came in and he was very, very hard. Uh, I thought you liked that. And, I, I, I thought you liked him when they're, they're snug. I do now. Oh, okay. Um, but at that time, it was just very different than what I was used to. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and especially down in Florida. Because again, yeah, I was used to working very light, old school style. And then next thing you know, I'm in the ring with him, and he's hitting me with what felt like live rounds. <laughs> uh, well, other than the match, was he cool backstage uh, when y'all were playing out the match before you know the match started? Not really. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he was he was on an ego tip, um, and he'd probably admit that. I think I feel like he's the kind of guy that would look back at it now and be like, "Yeah, I was on an ego tip at that time." Okay, so it must have, it didn't sound like a great experience. Yeah, it was something different. Um, you know, Florida, Florida's a great experience for me in that I got a lot of, a lot of experience working different types of people and working with some really good, talented people. Right. Um, and then the best thing about Florida for me was training with Norman Smiley. Right, 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 right. Was it his school directly or was it through a, uh, uh, just from our promotion itself? It was, um, the school was run by Soul Man Alex G. Okay. Um, and uh, Norman Smiley was like one of one of the trainers there. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, hopefully, he had a lot of wisdom for you for that time. Definitely, definitely taught a lot of uh, good shoot wrestling stuff that could be incorporated into wrestling. So that was pretty cool. Okay. Uh, so yeah shout out to Norman Smiley uh, it's funny I you know not knowing any better I always just thought of him as like the jobber from WCW um, but then actually meeting him and it's like oh wow like number one this guy's like a legit shooter like knows a lot of things actually pretty tough um, and, and he's a good wrestler um, you know and just so kind and giving um, you know, WWE, I, what's that he was huge in Mexico yeah, I didn't know that at that time. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, I just knew, you know, Big Wiggle, Norman Smiley. And so, and I thought, I was just like, yeah, that's just, you know, he's just kind of a silly guy. I didn't, you know, it's funny. I, I think about it now, and I'm like, man, in so many ways, like, I was not smart to the business. Okay. Like, I, it's funny to think about. I'm like, I didn't realize in some ways, like, people were just doing gimmicks. Yeah. Like, I kind of thought anybody was who they were. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to, to a degree, it's probably a small percentage of the character plays into the actual per- person. For sure, for sure. You know, and you got to remember, this is really before internet and stuff. Big, like, yeah, so, yeah. Like, but uh, okay, I, I was but, telling someone the other day. I'm like, yeah, like, because they were like talking about you know shooting their matches, put uploading their matches to YouTube and sending it to motor or whatever, and. uh I was telling the other day, I'm like, man, when I started, I'm like, I had to put my matches on a VHS cassette and uh, mail it to the promoter. 
Seems like they have faster access now these days. Indeed, indeed. In fact, uh, I believe you were the one that assisted me with uh, getting my, my first tape set up. With uh, had three matches on it, put a little sticky note to, to let the promoters know where they could fast forward to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you still constantly work on um, uh, those type of footage to send out to other promotions or not so much? I do not. Um, okay. Probably much to my detriment, actually. Okay. Um, I think about a couple of promotions I've reached out to recently, um, and I am so. I don't know when's the last time I've like had to like reach out to promoters and get work. Okay. Um, I've been very fortunate and blessed that it's been kind of people know who I am in the circles that I run, and then at places where I try to get into somebody usually someone there knew who I was and okay. it, well. it didn't be a thing so it's funny uh, so I've reached out to a couple promotions recently um, and admittedly like did a poor job of like writing to them about getting work but I was like oh like I don't know what I'm doing like you know <laughs> I, I, I it's been so long you know it's kind of like uh I feel like if I had to put together a resume for like a, a shoot job right now, like I'd be like, "Oh man, it's been a long time since I've done that." Like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, okay, all right, but uh, yes, as you mentioned uh, earlier at the top, that there were several title changes in the uh, WWE. Um, so other than with you know, the tag, the women's tag team, and uh, Don picking up the North American Championship, with any other switches? I don't believe so. Um, as far as I know, no other title changes. Um, we got uh, a tease uh, on SmackDown. Not this week's SmackDown, but uh, last week's SmackDown. I'm not sure if you saw it yet. Nope. We got a tease um, at the end of the night. Uh, the Street Profits were in the parking lot. Okay. And uh, they were waiting for somebody. They are like, oh, is he going to show up? Is he going to show up? All of a sudden, the big... Uh, I think it might have been an Escalade limo pulls up and uh, the back door opens up and who's in it but Bobby Lashley okay alright uh, the Street Profits got in the limo and we don't know well I haven't seen this week's Smackdown yet so I don't know if they followed up on it from there but uh, people uh, on the interwebs are excited at the possibility of a new version of the Hurt Business uh, this doesn't help uh uh, Montez go solo though. True, true, but it does keep uh, Dawkins with a job. <laughs> That's messed up. You, you can't, you can't let one guy rise to stardom without having to, to have the other guy anchor him down so you can keep a job. Uh, and I would agree with you, but in this case, I'm like, I like the two of them together. Uh, <laughs> They've been together. What's up? They've been together. They have. They have, uh, but I don't think uh, I don't. I think it's early to break them up. Uh, I do think Ford's going to be a huge star. I think he can be the guy at some point. It's never um, too early. Never too early in wrestling because you don't know what tomorrow brings. That's true. That's true. You know, um, but for now, tomorrow might bring them another tag team title run. Well, I mean, the only way I can see them. If they ever had a tag team run, and uh, like first of all, you need to a put the towels back on the uh, Usos, but I mean obviously they're stuck in Bloodline 
storyline, but they need to have that title and then let those two have like a feud to actually have a worthwhile, you know, feud for, you know, A, to keep, have Dawkins have some, some, some light and, you know, uh, almost like catalyst for Montez to go on for, further. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, and I guess we'll, we'll see, we'll see where things go with that. But, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I, I, I myself, I, I'm a little bit curious to see. I, I wouldn't mind uh, a new version of the Hurt Business with Lashley and the Street Profits. That is, that's going to be awkward, though. Why's that? I don't know. It's just like, they're uh, a you know, comedic, you know, face tandem. Uh, Bobby bounces back and forth between heel and face, but for the most part, like... If they're gonna do like a serious hurt locker type of thing, and you know, obviously Bobby will go back to his, you know, serious heel stuff. I, I don't know about the profits. Um, I think the profits could do both. Profits were heels in NXT. They were? I believe so. I don't remember. I thought they were always because they always had the plastic cups. I thought they were always faces. You know, like the whole party and, uh situation. I gotta really think about it now because I'm like, for some reason in my head, I feel like they were heels in NXT. Okay. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, let's say uh, if they were, very briefly, if that was the case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that wasn't necessarily for a long time. Yeah. Okay. And what, bring back MVP as the mouthpiece? I wouldn't mind that. And then obviously have him uh, uh, um, almost as well? Yeah, he can be the muscle. Okay. All right. But uh, yeah, uh, do you do you are you familiar with Queen's Flip? Familiar with who? Queen's Flip. Queen's Flip. Yeah. No. All right. Well, based off yeah the way you said it, I take you don't. Well, he's a um like a podcaster. Uh, okay. And he um now is recently on the Joe Budden podcast, but he has his has his own podcast where he interviews you know just a slew of guests. He's his gim his not his gimmick, but his thing is that he's actually from Queens, New York. Um, I think Jamaica, um, but uh, you know he, he's big into wrestling. Like, he's okay. actually he's actually interviewed DDP and uh, Jake the Snake, but now he, he also does like uh, little uh, Instagram uh, videos where he uh, you know like randomly you know like he's also into like he's into like the music business, so he'll he'll have like a, a, a music celeb say like. Uh, um, like like Noriega or Cameron or you know someone of that you know like a '90s rapper he'll do like a skit with him. Okay. Uh, long story short, he's done skits with uh, almost recently, <clears throat> which are somewhat interesting and hilarious. Uh, I definitely you know recommend you check it out on YouTube. But uh, yeah, so it seems like uh, almost has like he can do he can do some uh some com- comedic uh spots as well. So it would be interesting, uh, you know how they. Okay, okay. Interesting, but yeah, uh, so interesting. I have to check that out for sure, you know. Yeah, the Nigerian giant. Was, yeah. he, was that his uh, gimmick? He used to play hoops? Yeah, yeah, he used to play hoops. That must have been crazy. He's a, like, big, like, like, dasher dude. Not, like, high, well, obviously hype, but, like, with as well. Yeah, yeah, I'd be very curious because I'm like, was he always that big? Because like, have you seen pictures of Kevin Nash when he played ball? No, because Nash was skinny when he was playing ball—not skinny, skinny, but skinnier than he'd become, you know. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, before, yeah, 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 it's, uh, I guess, um, you know, it's funny, uh, a lot of wrestlers being ex, you know, uh, athletes, a lot, you know, football, but quite a few, basketball, like you said, Kevin, um, I, I know on his story, he's talked about, like, he was one of the top recruits alongside with, uh, Magic Johnson, I was like, that's crazy. Wait, who's the top recruit alongside Magic Johnson? Kevin Nash. They he, uh, they were both they were both getting scouted. Uh, you know when you know Magic went to Michigan State, but I think at the same time Kevin went to some big uh, Division One uh, school at the same time. Yeah, so he, yeah. He, he they were like roommates at one point. Oh, that's wild, right? Um, but yeah, I guess uh, before you know. Injuries caught up. Uh, he was like nasty on that. Same thing with um, Undertaker. I guess Taker was like a, a hooper. Yeah, yep. I remember hearing that. Yep. And he said the reason why I guess I think he got into wrestling was because, uh, you know, a guy like cut out his knees or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then Paul White, he used to be a hooper. Yeah. Which makes sense, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. You think about all these guys coming from these different backgrounds. Yep. Yeah. But we always attribute it to football. But yeah, there's some some hoopers sprinkled in yeah. there too. Right. Indeed. But uh yeah, um so like we said it's been uh somewhat you know mild this week in wrestling, uh, other than like you said the title changes for uh, WWE, but have you been watching uh, Dark Side of the Ring uh, lately? No, what's been going on with that? So I've seen the uh, up with the episode. Well, I don't know of all of them, but I've seen quite a few of them for this season. Uh-huh. Uh, so the last one was uh, Abdullah, um, which was pretty much it was it was a weird episode because it was maybe like sixty percent about his upbringing and you know how he got into business, but then like all of us, I would say maybe fifty fifty it was fifty percent Dan and fifty percent him and um, Devin Nichols with the whole <laughs> type. Hannibal. Hannibal, yeah, the whole hepatitis C situation, but uh, the episode itself was, you know, somewhat cool. I never knew he was from, he's Canadian. Uh, Abby, I don't think I knew that either. Yeah, he's from um, Win- Windsor, uh, Connecticut. Uh, not Connecticut, uh, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's what there is a Windsor, Connecticut too. Yeah, <laughs> but well, yeah, okay, he's from Windsor, Ontario. Ontario, yeah. Um, but it's, I guess it's, it's funny because it makes sense because. I remember he would t- uh they had the you know the territory story and he was on the stampede canadian one so i was like oh, okay so now it sort of makes sense why he was uh on that particular episode huh. and then when you hear him talk when you hear him talk you can finally you, you can you can make out the canadian accent so it makes sense interesting it's funny i uh i once gave him a ride um for a show for um powerhouse wrestling okay and uh, picked him up from the airport, and uh, he had a very high pitched voice, which kind of threw me off. I, I was yeah. expecting that. Yeah, it's very soft spoken. Yes, yep, soft spoken guy, but but yeah, high pitched voice definitely threw me for uh, a little bit of a loop. Yep, but but very nice, very cool. And then uh, I remember going to his uh, rib house in Atlanta. Yep, and. Uh, being a little bit thrown off because uh, I expected I didn't expect it to be nice per se Okay. like oh we're going to a fancy restaurant but I, I didn't expect it to be a buffet style like everything's already cooked okay um, 
and they serve it to you on a, on a tray kind of thing. Like, uh, and it was in the ghetto. That that surprised me too. Okay. Okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah, went there. So those are my my Abdul the Butcher experiences. So when you picked them up, were you guys on this? Uh, were you doing security for that show? Or were you? No, I was actually wrestling against him. No. Okay. Um, I don't remember who I was wrestling that night. But uh, for Powerhouse, um, I used to pick up a lot of the names uh, how was from the airport. How was his mobility? Not great. Okay. Not great. Um, in fact, at that time, I was driving a car. What kind of car was I driving? I think I was driving a Kia, the Kia Spectra. Okay. <clears throat> and um, I remember he had asked to get a ride from someone else on the uh, <laughs> the, the way back because okay. my car was too small. Ah, okay. <clears throat> but uh, did you get a chance to see his match? I did. I don't. I think it was him and Gino Martino, if I recall. Oh, okay. So it was basically a, a death match. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I take it you're familiar with him in a handball situation, right? Yeah, um, but catch our listeners up who may not know. So uh, basically, they had uh, a match. Um, I guess it was a you know a house show match or like an indie match uh, where you know um, Abby, you know, he would in the past, you know, you know, gimmick himself, you know, get some color. Yep. And he uh, do it by uh, using his fingers and, you know, pop his head and, you know, the the, the the faucet's running. But I guess he did he did attempts. Allegedly, uh, you know, the word is he did it to himself, but then actually he used those same fingers and did it to Devin, I guess, without his um, okay. Mm. So, uh, which uh, caused, um, you know, uh, Hannibal to... Uh, pick up uh, hepatitis C from what he said was from Abdullah. Uh, Abdullah has, you know, countered saying that he might have already had it and gave it to Abdullah. They both share the same rare, you know, hepatitis C situation. Okay, yep. Uh, it's, it's almost like a uh, uh, one said, uh, the other said, you know, gave it to the, you know one another, so one of those type of things. Um, I got you. But yeah, um, the, what I always was curious about though, like, if, say you know, Abby did have it prior to the match. Um, how he put, how, have you know uh, matches before the, ahead of time to like you know, cause I don't think that'd be something like folks would you know would have to show for like blood tests if you got to do like matches that involve you know getting cut. Nah. Oh, okay. Not on the Indies. Ah, okay, okay. And truth be told, even uh, in WWE before uh, Eddie Guerrero's passing, um, the the blood testing wasn't like it is now. Okay. Well, the thing with Hamble, he was stating that he had a tryout and they, you know, took his blood when they stumbled upon it and that's why he got, you know, let go uh, due to it. So... Uh, trying to think when did he when did uh, Eddie pass 2005 I want to say okay because I feel like when he was going there was like 03 for his uh, 
Eddie, oh, wow, I was spot on. Eddie Guerrero passed in uh, November 2005. Okay. Can and you I- see when uh, Nichols, uh, Hannibal went in for his uh, developmental deal or when he was getting, trying to get signed? Yeah, let's see. Hannibal, Devin Nicholson. It's interesting. All I'm reading about was a 2016 tryout, but I feel like, nah, this must have been way before that. Yeah, yeah it had to be. Just say, and it should bring it up like a, a, a roughly a date around that time. Yeah, let's see. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Hepatitis lawsuit. Uh, 2.3 million in damages. Disease of... Okay, he's saying uh, he got it in 2007 was when he contracted the hepatitis. Yeah, yeah, you're right then. Yeah. Okay. Wow. (laughs) So do you think... uh, Apparently his WWE tryout was 2009. So do you think, A, was there a possibility that Abby gave it to him, or do you think that he might have already had it, and then probably could have gave it to Abby? Um, I mean, I guess really it could go either way. Yeah. Um, and it's tough because uh, I, I don't know Hannibal, you know, Devin Nicholson. I don't know him in any way, shape, or form, truth be told. So I, but you know, you, you hear various things online about him that do not paint him in the most positive light. Well, he recently had a situation where uh, I think it was two years ago, last year, where he like spiked the ref. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like apparently without <laughs> the ref's they, permission. Yeah, which they showed on that episode of uh, uh, Dark Side. They did show that. Yeah. Crazy. Um, right, so, you know, you 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 turn around there to the another person, right? Yeah, but so you know, he's come out. He has said that that was just a work, and blah blah blah. Um, but who knows? Um, and that's why I'm like, yeah, like allegedly, um, he like pays for himself to like go to promotions and work with names and okay. Allegedly, you know, so there's a lot of lot of stuff on the interweb. Like I said, that doesn't paint him in the most positive light. But not knowing okay. him, I, I don't know if any of it's true or not. So I'm not going to comment too much on it. Okay. Okay. Um, but other than that, um, uh, it showed Abby's um, road in Japan. How much he's like a he was just like a big superstar in Japan. Like he was in movies and TV shows and probably oh, he, wow. was like, he was like um, Bob Sapp before Bob Sapp. If you're familiar, That's with, crazy. If you're familiar with uh, Pride uh, mixed martial arts. Yes. Yes. And for those that aren't familiar, Bob Sapp, giant man. Yeah, probably like six six, three hundred something pounds. I feel like. Yep, yep. And uh, also, a high pitched voice. Not expected. Who? Bob Sapp. No, not as, not as high as Abdullah's. Not as high as Abdullah, but I, 
it, it kind of threw me off guard when uh, it was him and Mike Tyson were in the ring. And uh, Tyson was like, you're going to fight me under Queensberry rules. And Bob Sapp was like, yeah, big boy, let's do it. Wait, when did, they, when did they have a program? Um, they never turned into anything. Um, but they did have like a brief thing. I I don't know where it was, uh, but I'll find the footage and send it to you. Was it and, or or worked? I I don't know actually. Larry, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was a brief encounter between the two of them, and Tyson was saying to Sap, like, you know, if he'll fight him under Queensberry rules, like he'll do it. Like, what's Queensberry rules? That's like the old school boxing. What do you mean? Like with no gloves or something? Uh, with gloves, I feel like it's like actually, you know what? Because I, I don't want to mimic. So let's find out. Is this is why we have the internet these days? Oh, this is kind of funny. When I type in "what is Queen," uh, the first thing that comes up is "what is Queen Charlotte about?" Um, <laughs> the, the next thing is "what is Queen Latifah's real name?" <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> There we go. What is Queensberry Rules? Okay. It's apparently the Marquess of Queensberry Rules. And uh, it is the code of rules followed in modern boxing requiring the use of padded gloves, rounds of three minutes, and restrictions on the types of blows allowed. Informal, gentlemanly, or polite conduct. Huh. Okay. All right. Okay. It was has Bob Sapp ever done professional wrestling? Only Miss uh, I think he's done some stuff in Japan. Okay, for like New Japan, possibly them or All Japan, one one, okay. one of the Japanese companies. When Pride was going, did you like them more than UFC? I didn't really watch it that much back then. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so my 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 knowledge of Pride, I feel like, is after the fact. Got you, got you. All right. But uh, I probably would have liked it more than UFC at that time. Yeah. Um, you know, had a lot of wrestling aspects to it. And now finding out that a lot of it was a work. Get out of here. Yeah. Chael Sonnen, uh, my main man, he's, he's left the, uh, what, what do you say, lifted the hood or, or whatever. The what do you think? Maybe. He was always a UFC guy, so he wants to make the Pride guys look not. Because, I mean, Anderson Silva was in Pride. Quentin uh, Rampage Jackson was in Pride. Um What's his face? What's the Brazilian, uh, other Brazilian guy? Um, oh, he's crazy. Nah, uh, he's a, he's a, uh, middleweight as well. He, he actually fought Rampage. They had like a crazy stare down. Um, of Wanda, Vandalay Silva. Oh, Vandalay Silva, yeah. The pride guy, like. Him and Michelle Sutton had a crazy thing on Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was after the fact. But you get close. <laughs> But yeah, do you think it's just one guy of a promotion trying to down the other rival promotion at the time? I don't think so. Um, I think Jail is telling the truth. Um, and his explanation makes a lot of sense. He's like, okay. both guys that were in the fight knew that it was a work. So what's that mean? Oh, so one guy took a dive? Yeah. Yeah, but some of them knockouts look legit. I mean, too. Krokop was head kicking, head kicking dudes left and right like it was soccer. But again, same thing. If he doesn't know it's a work, and so he's in there like fighting, like, you know. So, yeah, but that's crazy. If I'm gonna get like brain damage just to you know lay down because it was a work, that's 
craziness. Now, now the thing I didn't hear that was legit is that they didn't test for you know uh, supplements. Yes, yes, that I mean, and you can look at the <laughs> look at the kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now that I, I can I can I can understand, but and plus they had um what's his face uh Sakuraba the Gracie killer he was he took down five Gracies I doubt. Them guys were like, yeah, we'll take a dive just for the, the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily all the work. Oh, okay. Okay. But so maybe like more like the lesser matches, like the dark, the dark, the dark matches were like <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like the open some guys up. Yeah, yeah. As I say, like some some legit shooters were over there. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. But yeah, chill, chill, chill lifted the veil. There we go. And uh, okay. yeah, he was like, you know, a lot of those matches over there were work, but not everybody knew it, like including the people that were in the match. <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay, all right, all right. Um, uh, I forgot how we got to the discussion of uh, pride. Uh, <laughs> oh, we went from Abby to oh, that was, that, was that was it. Yeah, so yeah, his time, yeah, his time in Japan. Uh, obviously, you know, his uh, time in uh, Canada. Um, oh, another thing that was highlighted in it, and there was, it left up for uh, speculation well, not speculation, but for uh, was the whole thing that when he did get sued about with a Hannibal, that he doesn't know how to read and write. And then on the show, they uh, had it from either both sides, like his family was saying, you know, like his siblings, like, yeah, that's true. But then, like, some of the wrestlers, like, Mick Foley and I forget the other guys that were on there, were saying, like, he had no problem, like, you know, reading the menu. He was very business astute. So, I guess that's a To leave up, like, you know, he had some businesses. But then he was saying someone else was doing the contract for him. Then, like, like you're saying, like, Mick Foley was like, yeah, he had no problem learning how to, you know, reading off the menu uh, when they went to, you know, restaurants. So, who knows? That's an interesting one. But I think maybe Ab- Abby, he might be able to be, but he might be at like a remedial level, you know? Yeah, yeah, like uh, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd can read fine. Can he? Well, that was just him and 50 beefing. You know, 50 was putting, you know, trying to make you not look your strongest. <laughs> I don't know. Floyd never answered that challenge. Read one page out of a Harry Potter book. What challenge? That was fifty challenge. He was like, I will give I forget how much money, but it was like millions <laughs> to some charity. If Floyd Mayweather could read one page of a Harry Potter book. <laughs> Come on now. Like you ain't gonna take over no challenge like that when somebody's obviously mocking you. I mean, for millions of dollars, I would do it. I'd be like, All right, fifty, put your money where your mouth is then. All right, big man. I'ma read this book. <laughs> Cause I can uh, read. <laughs> so if someone challenged me to read, I would read. <laughs> that he picked the Harry Potter book, <laughs> like the book. Hey, at least he gave him credit. He didn't say like uh, a Doctor Seuss book, right? <laughs> right. He said front page of Green Eggs and Ham or something like that, <laughs> right? He gave him some credit for you know Harry Potter being a you know somewhat of a difficult uh, novel, I guess, for to read. <laughs> yeah. Um, you bring up Dr. Seuss, Green Eggs and Ham. That's actually yep. the first book that I ever read on my own completely. Oh, nice. Yes. Remember Dr. that Seuss. day like it was yesterday. Hilarious. <laughs> my mom was flipping out. 
called, called up my grandmother like immediately. She's like, oh my God, he just read this book by himself. Like, <laughs> the back. like <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. Oh uh, man, um, but yeah, so that was Abby's uh, but you know, behind the uh, dark side, it wasn't really that that dark as far as other wrestlers go. You know, like he, didn't, you know, he's still with us, which is good. Uh, yeah. So he wasn't like, crazy. So like, yeah. Um, what else? Yeah. Uh, what's that? I said, yeah. I was gonna say um, the other dark side. I also saw before his was um, um, uh, Adrian Adonis. Okay, interesting one. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, because I think he, you know, he passed away unfortunately uh, in a car accident. Um, oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, uh, it was him and three other wrestlers. Uh, uh, unfortunately, passed away. No, actually, there was four in the car, but three passed away, and one was able to survive. Uh, yeah, it's due to uh, uh, well. It, they were either saying it could have been uh, weather conditions or, you know, uh, too much partying. Type yep, yep. Combination uh, of the two, probably. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, his episode wasn't too bad. Uh, I guess he came up as, like, as a, one of, like, the legit shooters in the business, like, that you didn't want to mess with. Yeah. Uh, but then they also had the story with him and he went up against uh, Dan Spivey. Uh, I guess they had, like, a backstage brouhaha with Spivey came you know with, with, as a victor interesting but I mean, I mean if you saw Stan Spivey back in the day I wouldn't want to mess with him oh yeah no for sure especially uh, what's that one half of the Twin Towers him and um, well, one half of the skyscrapers skyscrapers yeah I'm sorry him and Twin Sid. Towers was Hakeem if you will was <laughs> the boss man right but, right 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 but yeah, yeah. You ever see that uh, footage of uh, Dan Spivey and I think it was him and Sid together when they were the skyscrapers against some jobbers that like didn't want to sell? Yeah, what was going through that jobber's head? Like, I'm gonna go in business for myself with these two gargantuan like, dudes, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I can see you going against like, like Hornswoggle or somebody like that. Like, <laughs> I'm going business, but like, you do it on the opposite day, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they went into the, the ringer. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. craziness. And it's, it is kind of funny to think about, like, yeah, like, if you're going to do that, why would you do that with them of all people? <laughs> yeah, like, are you going to go in business against uh, Brock Lesnar? Right, right. Like, <laughs> I'll go in business with Dominic. <laughs> oh, you don't want no part of XCON Dom, man. He, he'll he'll oh, cut yeah, you that's up. True. That's true, that's true. But, uh, yeah, yeah it, it was just crazy, but yeah, uh, him and um, him and uh, uh, Adrian, you know, they definitely uh, I guess Adrian went to the business against Spivey. Um, he was being too snug, and Spivey was like, Yeah, I ain't digging that. So once he got into the back, Spivey gave him a nice Tyson uppercut, and it was all she wrote. Interesting, okay, but yeah, uh, sounded like it was more like a one hit acquitter, but um, other than that, um, his episode was his upbringing, like he was like. Like I said, like the 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 the, the goon, uh, I guess. Um, you know, he was really popular uh, when he was in his tag tandem in uh, AWA with uh, Jesse the Body uh, Ventura. Uh-huh. I didn't uh-huh. even know that. And then, oh, wait, uh, you said he was the goon? Like, not he wasn't the goon? No, no, no. He's like a, like a goon, like in his neighborhood. Like, oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah, childhood friends. Like he was like 
when you know there was some you know shenanigans and you need his backup like Adrian was like the guy interesting okay is he yeah. from England no he's uh he's from the states the states okay oh I'm thinking of Adrian Street who's that um he he did a because Adrian Adalas did some kind of cross dresser gimmick right I was I was about to say like that that they they gave him that gimmick and I guess you know like, he was able to flourish with that um but yeah yeah I feel like he's credited as like the first like big personality gimmick in wrestling okay yeah. but uh Adrian Street is a similar gimmick um but Adrian Street yeah, but when you, when you say that with gorgeous George oh you're right you're right <clears throat> I don't know why I'm attributing that to Adrian Adonis because <laughs> yeah gorgeous George to, Definitely would have been the first big person. Yeah, in our, yeah, in our childhood, yeah. Cause I can see, you know, when him and Piper had that WrestleMania three match, I think it was. Must have been. Yeah. It must have been, yeah. But yeah, yeah, Gorgeous George, I think, was like the predecessor of like looking yes. all like uh, spiffy and you know dolled up and type of stuff. Yes, yes. I feel like he had like the powdered wig or something like yeah. that. Like yeah. yeah, he was like the first showman of like the carny. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. right. And uh and for those younger generations we're, we're not talking about gorgeous George that used to go out with the macho man. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, for, I forgot she was uh his uh ballet. Yes. During WCW, correct? Yes, in WCW. Yeah. Um but uh I was actually pleasantly uh I guess surprise might be the the right word to use. Also, I was pleasantly surprised. I was watching. Uh, I went down a Michael Hearn rabbit hole recently. Michael who? Michael Hearn. Skinner? No, that's uh, what's his name? That's Steve Kern. Oh yeah, the fabulous one. Yes, yes. Which is so funny. Like to go from that to Skinner. Yeah, uh, no. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, no fabulous one promos were like were different. Right. Right. <laughs> Was it little on the campy with the the Chippendale S S aspect? Yes, exactly. Which I guess for that time period, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 they were able to, uh, you know, walk so uh, you know the American males could run. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Did you ever see? You know, they have like a, uh, like ten minute like mini movie. The the but it's like a American males like. I don't know, it's like it's the it's the most like yeah type of <laughs> like what? promo. I thought you were gonna yeah, say you gotta, a version of the American Males theme song. No, no, no. You gotta like, promo. You gotta like you YouTube it. You'll, you'll see it. It's very interesting. Okay, okay. Check with that uh, a young young Marcus Bagwell, uh, Bagwell and um, Scotty Riggs. Okay, okay. The American Males, American Males, American Males, American Males. Uh, <laughs> what a, it's so funny to think like I thought that was a good tag team name call them I mean what, 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 what would you what would you name them I don't know but I'm, I'm just picturing like the meeting and they were like well they're two guys from America American <laughs> males <laughs> like <laughs> what was um Marcus and um Tuco's uh tag name I don't feel like they had one. I feel like it was just Marcus ba- ba- Bagwell and Two Cold Scorpio. Huh, that's odd. Yeah. They were people at least a year, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They yeah, for a good minute. Never had a tag name. They had matching gear, too, I think, too. 
Yeah, yeah, they had matching gear. Like the whole, like the whole tag team, like a, a, a tag team finisher. Like, <laughs> okay, all right. But uh, yeah, um, so that was a uh, uh, Adrian and what was uh, there was another one I think I saw before Adrian. I saw like three in a row. Uh, who was this season? It was Abby, Adrian. Uh, oh, um, back to real quick with Adrian. Um, Rocky Johnson's brother was actually interviewed because um, Rocky Johnson, you know, you know wrestled in um, Canada. Uh, but his brother is Ricky Johnson, I believe. So it was see, it was yeah, see the Rock's uncle. No idea. Yeah. So I, I never even knew Rocky has uh, Rocky Johnson had a sibling, but yeah, uh, his brother was interviewed on the because he was I think there he was he wrestled on the same show when Adrian and them left that same show when they you know unfortunately perished. Okay. So it's uh, yeah, so cool to see uh, the Rock's like black side of the family for a change. <laughs> I feel you. All you see his relatives are all Samoans, so yeah, like yeah. other side. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, his his uncle looks at, like pretty much like his father, just like small version of him. Okay. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. But the next dark side is uh Bam Bam Bigelow, so it's gonna be interesting to see that. But oh, that'll be a good one. What I'm really wanting to see is gonna be Marty Genetic. But I think oh, they, that's they, gonna be wild. Yeah, I think he's gonna be like the finale for this season. I can see that. Yeah. Well, I uh just looking up um yeah marcus bagwell and two cold scorpio they did not have a tag team name but they were tag team for a day who they beat the nasty boys ah okay were you ever a fan of the nasty boys that's a kid not really Hobbs um, and uh what was it sags Hobbs and sags yeah knobs and sags knobs and sags yes yeah, Hobbs. Right. <laughs> the rock's gonna ask you for some money now yeah right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Brian Dobbs. Yeah, Jerry. Uh, Jerry yeah. Sags. Yeah. So yeah, were you uh, a fan of the tag team? No, not really. They weren't really my flavor of ice cream. Okay. Um, it's funny actually. They reminded me of my mom had a friend who had two okay. brothers that that reminded me kind of of them. How um, <laughs> Just uh, they looked kind of like them, acted kind of like them. Um, okay. So that was always funny to me. But uh, but yeah, I wasn't too into them. What about yourself? Well, it's funny. Like they always were in the tag tandem during the you know mid early nineties, yeah. especially on WCW. Uh, you know, it was always the Nasty Boys. I never really saw them in WCW, so uh, I don't know like how they were over there. But yeah, I just remember them being a staple tag team during that time. You know, with like Demolition and you know Doom, uh, not Doom, Legion of Doom, and. Like, you know, the Rockers, you know, the okay. you know, so, yeah. Yeah, they were part of the tag division for sure. They were all right in WCW. Um, Did you ever hear the story how they almost, like, killed Ken Shamrock? Um, I know something. I never, like, officially heard it, heard it. But, like, they got into a fight with him in the back or something, right? At, at, yeah, like a hotel. And basically, uh, you know, it, it almost, it's basically like a jump in. Uh, like, he went to confront them. I think uh, Nobbs was like asleep, but then like uh, Jerry was like, I don't know why they he like hit him from behind, and then after that he just went to town. And Shamrock was like, yeah, he's pretty much like, 
you know, out like a light. He was like, yeah, he could have killed me this and there. So there's a crazy story. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, I definitely have to check that out. Uh, it's funny. Um, I went through a big Brian Pillman phase at, at one point, and um, I had a CD giving an idea of the time period that this was. Um, it was a CD that I ordered online, I believe. Um, okay. And it was uh, Brian Pillman like doing like radio interviews. Okay. And uh, <laughs> in one of those interviews, they brought up something about MMA. Um, and Brian Pillman's like, oh, like those guys aren't tough. He's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, uh, Ken Shamrock got beat up by the Nasty Boys. And the interviewer was like, well, I think it was two on one and they might have jumped him. Brad Pilton's like, I don't care. Look at them. It's the nasty boys. Like, I can't beat the two of them. He's like, I didn't have my Wheaties that morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but I, like I said, he, um, uh, Scab had like a, a, a weapon. I think he hit him with like some, uh, <laughs> like, it wasn't a telephone. It was something that would like legit, like really like kill you type of thing. Like, he I got really, you. Yeah, it wasn't like just fists and feet. Craziness. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, but Marginetti, I definitely want to see his uh behind the dark side of wrestling. That's gonna be like crazy. Yeah, that's gonna be legit crazy. I mean, if you ever had a chance to read his uh, Facebook post, is like hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious slash scary. I don't, why, why do you think, I don't know about scary. This is hilarious. Uh, that's some weird stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Talking <laughs> about wanting to have sex with his cousin. Wait, what? Yeah, he one time you posted he on Facebook. You sure he wasn't just doing a tongue-in-cheek? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he was... A couple years ago, um, okay. I remember reading it on, you know, one of the wrestling sites. They were like, oh, Marty Jadani like, posted on Facebook, like... Oh, like you know, it's not weird. Like if it's your cousin, like and you didn't grow up with them, like so, like he like had this like whole explanation. Like it's like ah, it's still your cousin. <laughs> but he could be just doing the comedy business, working this. Could be, you could know, be. you know. Uh, I feel like he's that he's still living in the eighties. You know what I'm saying? He's still living that that rockers, you know, party gimmick. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he's living the gimmick. Um, oh, this is why. So I'm I'm reading now about Shamrock and the Nasty Boys. Yep. So this wasn't even in WWE. No. This was in South Atlantic Pro Wrestling. Yep. So this is before he fought for UFC, before he was in WWE. Yeah, but he was still a shooter, though. I think he was still doing, like, uh, fighting in Japan. Uh, I think at the time, I had been, like, when Pan Craze was going. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, no, because I'm like, you don't just get into that older, like, that's what you start right. young, right? But uh, this is so fun. I had no idea about him having a background in wrestling before this. And uh, his name was Vince Torelli, that, that's pretty funny, really. Um, and I'm like, oh, this explains to me why, though, in the first UFCs, because they used to have the wrestlers or the fighters do kind of promos, yep. And I'm like, he was the only one that, like, kind of knew how to talk. <laughs> Uh, I do remember those promos though. They were pretty dope, right? <laughs> you know, in the UFC, I missed the. I mean, it was cool when the you know, Freda Freya brothers. What are their names? The Fre- Freyas, the the yeah, uh, yeah Freyas. Freyas, yeah, it was cool when they took it over. But when, when it was like the Wild Wild West, when the original, uh, I think one of the Gracies 
helped start it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was it was super dope. And uh, <laughs> back when it was different styles against different styles. So you that was it was a true mixed martial arts. Yes, yes. And it was open weight class. Oh, good times. <laughs> oh, this was crazy. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say side note on the mixed martial arts discussion. What's interesting is to see like a lot of a lot of like the older guys. Like I was just watching an interview with like Frank Mir, and I know uh, Bass Bruin had the same thing. But they getting like muscle atrophy. At, muscle was it atrophy? Yes. Yeah. Um, muscle starts going away. They, yeah, where they work out too hard, uh, and then all of a sudden they uh, have like I guess like when the cartilage just wears away. I forget how it causes it, but like the arm starts to get smaller than other, similar like Paul Ondoff. I'm like, it's so crazy now how like as they get older, you can see like the, the battle scars of their once career. I feel you. No, definitely. It is crazy how all that stuff goes. Well, yeah. And I know like uh, uh, Tito Ortiz has had like a Brazilian surgery, you know, from his uh, illustrious career. Mm. Yeah, he's received a lot of head damage, I think. Neck, uh, neck sur- fuses, surgeries, and all on his like his vertebrae, his like elbows. Is when it's crazy. But the funny thing is, they say most of the injuries happen during training. It's not during the actual match. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so they have like training camp for like ten weeks. They injure themselves like seven weeks into it, and then they just have to you know keep on going so they can get that payday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No uh, different than wrestling. Yeah, I mean, because, uh, well, at least with wrestling, your contract's guaranteed. Mixed martial arts is now. Fight now. Huh? Right, right, but I'm saying, like, MM, uh, UFC, you still, you know, don't get anything if you don't fight. Uh, that's not entirely true. Really? Yeah. Because um, uh, some people don't, a lot of people don't fully understand. So the UFC, the way, the way their deal is set up right now, um, and of course there's levels but everybody basically has the same contract just different financial incentives UFC okay. three fights a year okay now if you decline those fights then I have to pay you but can you what? decline at least one out of three or if you like can't wrestle can't fight one but you can do the other two you can get paid for three or only get paid for two You'll get paid for those too. Oh, okay, okay. But but yeah, UFC so has to offer you. If you do injure yourself fight night, you're pretty much either screwed or just gotta go along with it and hope for the best. And pretty much, okay. you know, um, and that's why you'll see guys that that do lie about injuries going into fights and right. fight through it because right. they they need that right. money. Yeah, but unlike WWE, if you get injured, you're still getting paid for that year. Right now. Nowadays, yeah. it used to not be like that. I thought they got paid even when they got injured. Now you do, but back in the day, no, that's why guys had to wrestle through injuries and everything. I thought even though, I thought WCW would pay you even if you were injured. Like I thought Scott Steiner was like they were sitting for like a whole year at one point and got paid WCW, for it. WCW, yes, and oh, okay. during, specifically during that time period of the the Monday Night Wars. Right, right. So, so that must have been prior to that. Neither company paid you for injuries. So you're saying like roughly around like 94, 95? Um, yeah, it was probably, it probably switched up around 96, 97 when the, the Monday Night Wars really started going. 
that's still not bad. That's still at least like almost thirty years. Yeah, yeah. But you think about it. I mean, wrestling was around for like ninety years before that. But it wasn't like wrestling, wrestling. It was more like a carny town to town type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, everything changes and evolves. UFC has been how long has it been going now? Thirty like, years, oh, actually. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. This is their big anniversary this year. But then uh, I was gonna say also. Uh, folks got paid off of that whole Lords of uh, London situation too. They said that, yes. that <laughs> a lot of craziness there. Which yeah, they I guess messed up everybody else in, in, in regards to that. But if you were right. like, lucky Minnesota guys, it must have been a good time. <laughs> right, right. Um, but do UFC guys get any um, um, percentage of the gate or merchandise? Yes. Okay. Um, and again, it's it's going to vary from contract to contract, based basically based on how big of a star you are. Okay. Um, and, and that's the big thing. Um, so with UFC, it's uh, you, you've got your base contract, which when you get in there, it's fifty grand a year. That's that's where they start you at. That's. Um, I mean, you, you're getting paid to. You're you're not really bringing them any money. True. So, so when you think about it in that perspective, because, yeah, you've got a lot of people like, you know, Jake Paul and stuff being like, oh, UFC needs to pay their fighters more fair. True. UFC has over 500 fighters under contract. What? Yeah. That's madness. And only 10 of them are bringing the company any money. <laughs> well, that, that's their fault than having that many fighters underneath their umbrella. But that's... That, think about this, though. If they did it now you've got a lot of people not making any money fighting so at least now you've got hundreds of people that are making money yeah, other, you got other promotions just not as big as UFC I mean you got Bellator and probably other like mom pa type federations here and there but they're not going to pay anything yeah, that's true but so, I, was, I was going to say do mixed martial arts have an indie scene uh, yes yes it does okay so you can make money off of that like an well, indie wrestler there, there's no real yeah indie wrestlers don't make money no, but you you still do it. Like that, if there, since there is no money, there would be no indie scene, right? If but here's the, but like, here's the thing. No Think money about, yeah, put it in perspective. Okay, me as an indie wrestler, if someone were to offer me fifty grand a year to wrestle, I'd take that in a heartbeat because that's a lot more than what I make now to do it. Right, but then if they're the same, another so obviously because they're comparing mixed martial arts with boxing. So if, if there was like another similar, even though boxing and mixed martial arts are different, it's still a fight combat sport. You know, they both yeah, yeah. have like the Nevada, but if there was another promotion similar to like a, a you know, professional wrestler that would pay you millions compared to your 50,000, you'd be like, yeah, why am I getting paid that same amount? But the same amount of damage you're taking on your body. But it's about who brings in that money. So, so there are UFC guys that do make millions, but but yeah, there's a bunch that don't. Boxes, same thing. You know, boxes, you know, don't bring in a whole lot of money, but their their purses are a little better than UFC guys. Yes and no. Okay, all right. I mean, if you're boxing on a big big match, big fight, then yeah, you get a big purse, but. For the small time guys, they're, they're not making much money. Yeah, but they know they have to come up, you know, have, you know, come up in the ranks. Big time, but, like uh, big time, you know, marquee UFC guys are still complaining, not complaining. They're still saying we're not getting paid uh, just do compared to boxers or like you said, like a Logan Paul or Jake Paul who you know doing these exhibition matches and making like you know money in the bank. <laughs> no yeah, pun yeah. but it, it's all. You know, everything depends. You look at Jorge Masvidal. I think he's the best example. Who's um, this? 
Jorge Masvidal. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was he came up street fighting in um, Florida, correct? Like the yeah, the, the, yeah. he was fighting on the Kimbo <laughs> Slice fights. Yeah, Kimbo Slice. I was about to say yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, and then he he came up through UFC and he was kind of a journeyman until that Ben Askren fight. Yep. And then that put him on the map. But um, Jorge Masvidal is very happy with with his pay structure. Um, How much he, did you take home? Well, he negotiated his contract for points. Okay. And so that means, like, he gets paid based off of the gate and pay-per-view. Okay. And, uh, you know, he says he makes great money when, when he has a big fight with the UFC. Okay. Um, and, and so I think it is, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you've got to, you've got to come up the ranks of the UFC. Like, just because you're in the UFC doesn't now mean, like, you're a guy. Like, you know, it just... Yeah, you're basically, and the UFC is so big, it basically own indie, you know. And I guess kind of like WWE with NXT, right? Um, you know, UFC has uh, what they call it the, the Contender Series, right? And that's where they get unknown guys, um, and those guys are getting paid training and everything else. But then also, right. you've got so many fighters that UFC has, and this is what people don't realize: UFC puts on a show every Saturday. Right, um, you know, but one pay per view a month, right? So it's like, yeah, that pay per view is the big show, and that's where you see the big stars. But then, yeah, every Saturday they, they've got these smaller shows going on where they've got these fighters that no one knows and no one really cares about, like that that got to get too. So those guys are the guys making your fifty grand. But hey, they're they're now getting their name out there and they're getting associated yep. with the UFC to hopefully move up the ranks and become one of those big paid guys. Okay. Okay. Now, since uh, UFC fighters, um, are they uh, pr- uh, contractors or are they employees when they get signed? Very much like WWE. Technically, okay. they are independent contractors, but okay. you know they're they're basically employees, and that's Francis Ngannou. Um, he he learned that the I don't know if I'd want to call it the hard way because at the end of the day, he's he's about to make more money than he's ever made in his life so yeah that's why he left because yeah he was saying he was again yeah so well he says it wasn't about the money oh okay um he left and and it was the it was kind of the independent contractor thing he's like if i'm an independent contractor then i should be able to box like in another promotion it's not like he understood not being able to fight mma for bellator Right, but he's like, but I, if I'm an independent contractor, then that means if I'm doing something else that's not, <laughs> I should be able to do it. Yeah, but that was the same thing. Um, at one point, uh, Anson Silva and Roy Jones wanted to, wanted to get into the ring way long ago, but Dana shut that down. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. And then in retrospect, there, if Anderson was able to, you know, beat uh, Roy, that could have helped the business. I mean, obviously, well, if he lost, he probably wouldn't, but. Yeah, it was, it was always a 50-50 as far as, like, he could have done something. It's funny. I think Dana probably understood that it's very unlikely to beat a boxer in boxing. True. True. And, and figured it would do more harm than good for his business at that time. Like, I, you know, everyone talks about the Connor fight. And that that was a very unique situation. Yep. Um, and Connor didn't have to win that fight. Nope, just to show up. Yeah. And, and really, everybody was just paying for the trash talk. like Pretty much. 
But then again, um, did, did it hurt, hurt when, um, t- you know, Tyrone Woodley lost to, you know, both him and Jake, one of the Ben Askren. Ben Askren, yeah, uh, lost. Did that hurt the business? Um, I don't think it did. Yeah, see? So, um, you know, I, but I think it's because they were, I think if Jake Paul beat, like, I'm trying to think, like, Izzy Adesanya, that would hurt the business. Okay. Um, but Jake Paul beating, I mean, like when Jake Paul fought Ben Askren, Ben Askren was already retired from MMA and like in horrible shape. Yeah, he was all all soft. Yeah, so no, no one really took that <laughs> took that loss too personal, you know. Yeah, Tyrone um, though, Woodley, what's that? Yeah, I was saying Woodley was in great shape. Yeah, yeah, Woodley was in great shape. Um, so, but everyone at that point was like, yeah, and Tyrone Woodley, like it's not like when Woodley was the champ, like you know. Okay. Okay. Um, so, and I think that's why it didn't really hurt the business that much. And that, but that's also why Jake Paul didn't get a lot of credit either. Okay. Well, they fought twice. I mean, and Woodley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's and it's like the uh, upcoming Jake Paul Nate Diaz fight. I don't think that impact things too much. I'm very curious to see what the numbers are on that because I don't really know who really cares anymore that much. Yeah, it's been so, you know, drawn out. Uh, yeah. yeah, and Jake Paul's already lost to, to a boxer. Right. So uh, it's kind of like, all right, well. If he goes up against an actual professional. But is that, is that the, di- you know, dynamic dynamic of boxing and mixed martial arts? You know, people always say, you know, uh, MMA guys have no hands and it's usually, you know, they're going to beat you take you to the ground. Uh, legit boxer actually able to take all Anderson Silva and like other guys weren't really successful. You going through a wind tunnel? You still there? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, it's only you went through a wind tunnel. Oh, crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I was just saying, I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, I think we need to see guys in their prime against each other to really test it out to be able to tell. Okay. okay. But, All right. Well, it's going to be interesting if uh, Francis and uh, Tyson Fury lock it up. Yeah, yeah, that's happening. Uh, is it October, I want to say? Oh, so they, they signed the, the contracts already? Yeah, yep, they signed the contracts it's happening in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? Like, <laughs> that, yeah. What else gloves do they use? Um, regulation boxing. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that, it's going to be that, a... Uh, it's a non-title fight, but it's a regulated boxing match. So, it's going to go on both their records. That's definitely going to help uh, Tyson. Yeah, right? You know, okay, he's you know used to it. I don't know if, if uh, Francis is going to be used to that. The weight difference because MMA gloves are so light. Yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, at the end of the day, I think everyone's like, "Oh, well, Francis, he's got the puncher's chance." You know, if he catches you, he'll be knocked out. But would that nerf his power though? Since it is is heavier gloves and probably more. Okay. Um, you know, I, I personally, I, I think, yeah, Tyson Fury is gonna run away with this one. Yeah, I'm like Tyson Fury. His whole thing is like outboxing boxers. <laughs> Right. 
Like, it's, so it's not like, oh, man, like, he's going to go in there and slug it out with Francis Ngannou, like, yep. and we'll see who's the harder hitter. Like, Tyson Fury's going to outmaneuver him. Yep. Um, I'm probably just pulling him through rounds. Yep. But, you know, people in Saudi Arabia, they've got enough money to uh, just throw it out there and be like, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there a union with mixed martial arts guys? No, no. Um, and in fact, uh, Jake Paul tried to start one and uh, failed. Okay. Because uh, right. it would be impossible to do, uh, just like in wrestling. Um, yeah. The, the top level is the top level. And yeah. if you're not getting a union in that, then there's no point in having a union. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Makes sense. But, uh, all right. Cool. Well, definitely looking forward to, to that fight. Both Jake Paul and the Francis. Fight. Yeah. Yeah. The Jake Paul fight, I think, is uh, that's coming up in like two weeks. Okay. So that's right. Do you think one Francis could have uh, taken John Jones, John Bone Jones. Uh, that's such a tough one. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a John Jones fan, so I'm a little bit biased. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, um, but I think Jones would, would take Francis in an MMA match. Is him and Stipe having another match? Uh, they, Jones and Stipe. Yeah, Stipe. Their match, um, but it is official now for November, at Madison Square Garden. Oh, who do you think takes that one? I think Jones takes it. Okay. Just based um, on you got a, a youth on his side and skill set? Yeah. Uh, more than anything, skill set. Um, huh. I think he's just such a dynamic fighter. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's difficult for anybody to beat him. Um, you know, I, Stipe, I, I assume his game plan is going to be the same as always, go in there and wrestle. Right. Um, but I'm like, John Jones is such a high caliber wrestler. Like, you're not going to out-wrestle him. And how's Stipe striking? Um, not bad. Okay. Um, you know, he's got a good hard hit. Uh, okay. But, but I mean, he's not the dynamic striker that Jones is. Jones can hit you with any body part, like, from anywhere. Okay. So, yeah, it's just a very different, um, type of fighter. Jones is just so complete. Um, that, and that's why he, he's difficult to prepare for because it's like, oh, like, I'm going to prepare for his wrestling. And then it's like, well, he's going to eat you up with some kickboxing, you know? <laughs> uh, so you're like, oh, I'll prepare for his kickboxing. And then he eats you up with his wrestling. Like, <laughs> so I got he's you. Just, he's just so dynamic. And now that he's so big, too, that's the other part of it. Like, uh, you know, in his fight with Surreal Gone, um, Surreal felt that size and was just like, I can't keep up with this. Okay. Um, you know, and so, so you know, it's funny. Um, I'm a big Chael Sonnen fan, and I think Chael gives really insightful view and perspective into fights. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, Jones didn't take Surreal Gone down. He's like, Surreal Gone took Surreal Gone down. <laughs> like, um, but I think he might be right. I think he was and his point was like, Surreal got like so mentally like outdone just by like yeah. feeling Jones, and was like, oh man, like I can't handle this. So you think Stipe would be stronger mentally? Yeah, yeah, Stipe will definitely be stronger mentally. But at the end of the day, I don't think he's he's going to be the one to solve the John Jones Rubik's cube. Who would have would have been Cormier at the time? But when they were feuding, or someone else? 
I mean, Jones beat Cormier twice. But it wasn't was it was it wasn't as like just a run, you know he he beat him decisively. I mean, for the sec they had a second match because of it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, but I mean, at the end of the but day, Cormier was. Is he the closest? Is he the closest you can see out of anybody that was put a you know to, that could have given him an L? Um, yeah, I would say so. I, I would say so. And, okay. I mean, Cormier is an Olympic level wrestler, right? So, so it takes that level of I, I don't know what you call it, but you know, it takes that level of to to hang with John Jones, right? Right. So, so yeah, but yeah, that'll be interesting. So yeah, we got some interesting stuff coming up on the MMA and boxing horizon um, between Jake Paul, Nate Diaz uh, coming up on August 5th. And then uh, the next C fight, I'm not sure it's August. I know that, but I I can't think of a specific offhand, but uh, that's going to be Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier for the BMF title. Okay. So that that should be a banger, I could say. Okay. Um, and then you got uh, Izzy Adesanya against Sean Strickland in Australia. Um, that that should be interesting. Um, and then what's the UFC fight in October? Because they've got uh, what did they announce for October now? Oh, um, Islam Makachev against Charles Oliveira uh, and their rematch. That's going to be in Abu Dhabi in October. Um, and then, yeah, you got November with John Jones and Stipe Miocic. And then uh, we'll see if Conor McGregor can win his fight with Usada. And if he can, then it'll be uh, Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler in December. If he loses, is this, would that be the end that we see of Conor? If he loses the fight? Yeah. Not with Usada, but with uh, Michael Chandler? No, no, with uh, Usada. Oh, if he loses the fight with Usada. Yeah. Like, is anybody going to be okay to see his match, you know, the same fight anymore? Um, well, I, I yeah. Uh, and, and I guess the fight with Usada, really, it's a question of, because right now he's not in the testing pool. Right. And the Usada's rule is you've got to be in the pool for six months before you can fight. Right. But McGregor's saying that he's bigger than Usada and UFC needs him. <laughs> so he could enter on short notice. Oh, goodness. And so that's where the fight with Usada is right now. Um, and it's funny, Dana White refuses to like even comment on it. <laughs> so it's kinda kinda crazy. It's like Connor might might be true, like or Connor might be right. Like it might be the sort of thing where um, and UFC has made exemptions before for fighters, um, usually under very different circumstances than what's happening right now. But you know, and, and this is partly in Connor's favor, but also partly against him because um, they they made the exception for Brock Lesnar, but then he failed the drug test after and got UFC got sued. So that might give them cold feet. Was that the match where Brock went against? Uh... Frank Mayer or no um, that was against Mark Hunt Mark Hunt uh, oh, UFC okay. 200 yeah didn't he sue him yeah yeah he sued him yeah what did he, what did, did he come with a couple of M's from that or yeah yep okay. I mean rightfully so he, he, his health was at 
was taken advantage of because if a guy is enhanced, you don't know what can happen to you from them hits. Absolutely. Um, you know, so that's why I'm like, that kind of hurts there, but it could yep. also help Connor to be like, well, you've done it other times though. Um, he actually was, didn't really get up or he just put on, he just ate and just worked out to put on that extra weight. That's the, that's the big question, right? That's what everybody wants to know. Yeah. But, I mean, he took himself out of the pool and it could be just because he, he didn't want to, uh, have to subject himself to be available for testing all the time because that's the, that that's the, well, much, what's that? How much weight did he? How much weight did he pack on? I mean, he got up to which uh, he usually fights at one fifty five. Probably walks around at one seventy. So naturally, he put on twenty pounds. Yeah, he put on twenty in a short amount of time. Okay, that's not that's not undoable. No, it's not. It could, it could go either way. Like, who knows? The fact that he's out of the pool, though, is the. I think that's what makes it very questionable. The head scratcher. Yeah. Okay. But um, but it, it's one of the things for him being out of the pool. It's either a because he's on something and didn't want to get tested for it, or okay. b. Um, it, it's one a lot of people don't understand, but it's like, yeah, if you're in the USADA pool, you literally, like, they have access to you 24-7, and they need to know where you are at all times. Yeah, and you have no privacy. Like, What's that? You have no privacy? Yeah, you have no privacy. Um, and if you're not where you said you would be, like, you get fined. And if that happens three okay. times, now you get suspended, because they think you're trying uh, okay. to uh, duck the test. Yep. And he was making a movie, he was traveling on his yacht, like, so they're like, oh, that's why he took himself out of the pool because he didn't know like what he'd be doing one day to the next. Yeah, so that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's believable at least. I'm like, okay, like yeah, exactly. So it could go either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, okay, all right, cool. <clears throat> so that was. We did a little mix of today's show. Some wrestling, some mixed martial arts. We, we yeah, covered yeah. both sides of the point. Right. You yeah. know, and, and that's the great thing about the Before the Three Count podcast. Like, you, you, you know, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Have you seen any of the uh, pay-per-views in the movie theater? I have not. There, there was you? a couple of them that were actually local here in uh, New England. Uh, so I'd be curious to know, like, what they look like. You know, seeing a mixed martial arts uh, event on the big screen. Yeah, that'd probably be pretty cool. <laughs> Hopefully, Maybe the tickets will be uh, regular movie theater tickets, nothing, not like fifty dollars or something like that. Yeah, right. Seriously. <clears throat> Seriously. Well, I mean, really, they should just be regular movie theater tickets because you think about it, it probably costs a the theater only like 50, 60, 70 bucks, whatever, to get the pay per view. True that. So, I mean, regular movie theater ticket prices, you sell four tickets and you covered your bases already. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that'd be something I'm looking forward to to, try to, <clears throat> to see in the future. Yeah, I'd definitely be down for something like that. Yeah. Um, it'd be cool. Yeah. See if it's any different than watching at home or at a sports bar. Right. <clears throat> In that big theater feel. With your popcorn and drink on the recliner. Right. I know. Well, that's a great thing, too, now with today's movie theaters. Like, it's so comfortable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can enjoy the big screen and, like, enjoy yourself. Indeed. 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 Um, but uh, 
yeah, anything else on the on the wrestling front? <clears throat> um, no, I feel like we've covered the main. Um, the next pay per view coming up. I'm like, I think SummerSlam will happen before All In. What the Wembley one is in August. Yeah, so is SummerSlam August or SummerSlam next week? Oh yeah, don't forget this is the last week of July, huh? Yeah, yeah. Feels like it feels like the beginning, but yeah. So uh, yeah, it must be the begin the beginning of July of August, or maybe maybe SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, SummerSlam is August fifth, same night as okay, the cool. fight. That's funny. Next week. Oh, you know what? I remember Logan Paul saying he's going to open SummerSlam, actually. Uh, on okay. the podcast, he was saying he's going to open SummerSlam so he can leave and go see his brother fight. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Well, that's good. He's going to have, you know, a busy schedule. Yeah, right? Good thing he's got and the I, I've, been, I, I've been seeing a lot of YouTube videos of uh, in re- review to his prime drink, and uh, it's quite interesting, the results that <laughs> have come up with uh, people... Uh, with Prime, so I don't know if it's half hating or if half like is legit, but it's quite interesting. Huh. I'll have to check that out. I, I think uh, I think one thing uh, that that doesn't get mentioned: there are two different versions of Prime. Because <clears throat> there's Prime Hydration and there's Prime yep. Energy. Yep. And because uh, I, I think there was some controversy, um, people people thought. Prime hydration. I recall exactly what it was. I think it was like they said prime hydration was being marketed to kids, but the problem was like the kids were drinking prime energy or, or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but there was some okay. kind of controversy around that. And it's like, oh, there's two different drinks. Like, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all right, cool. Uh, what is on today's uh, water jug? Today's water jug. Hold on one second. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, say that again. You sound you sound muffled in the wind tunnel again. Oh no, am I back? I won't say it one more time. <laughs> All right. Act as if what you do makes a difference because it does. Okay. All right. I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, you want to take us out on this uh, nice sunny Sunday? Like we always do about this time. Yeah, we thank y'all for being here with us. Y'all could be anywhere in the world right now, but you're here, you're listening to us. And for that, we appreciate you. We love you. We hope that you're having a great day, great week, great month, even a great year. We'll be there for you always, except for when we're not. And uh, yeah, this has been a cool episode of Before the Three Count, 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 Count. Three.